Welcome back to the One Proposal Podcast, Season 2, Episode 3. I am your host, Dalia. When I wrote my book, One Proposal, one of the things I recall during the editing process with my editor is her saying to me, Okay, Dalia, I think you have plenty of references and have made it very clear that God's word is seed. Today, I strongly sense that if I would have continued on that path I was on with all those references, that book may have been a different book with a different title that would have been about seed time and harvest. You see, seed time and harvest is something that I am grateful that my church teaches on quite often. As a matter of fact, In last week's service, once again, my pastor made reference about seed time and harvest. And as soon as I got home from church, I had the thought, I'm going to jot down the growth cycle of a seed. Since it was fresh on my mind and I just wanted to plot it down on a timeline. From beginning to the end. From start to finish. From seed to to harvest. In the natural, we know that if a farmer plants seed, then there's a process, right? In order for the harvest to come up, I did a quick Google search as I wanted to see in the natural what are the steps that must be taken in order for a seed to come up. And then I took those steps and began to piece out the biblical principles that line up with the principles of sowing in the natural, which include preparation, selecting the seed, sowing the seed, irrigation, crop protection, and harvesting. Now, this is really interesting. I don't know how many of you out there fast or if you've considered fasting are considering fasting or perhaps it's a practice in your life. But for me, I know fasting to be a biblical principle and that it is the right thing to do, but I never really had the revelation about why I should fast or how often I should fast and really the purpose behind fasting. And so I would do it, but I didn't really know if what I was doing was really effective. Again, I didn't really feel like I had the revelation behind the fasting I was doing. Well, wouldn't you know that in God's word, Isaiah 58, 6, specifically mentions the kind of fast that God would want us to do. It says, Is not this the kind of fasting I have chosen to loose? And then verses 6 through 7 specifically talk about what fasting accomplishes. Friends, I really do believe that The Word of God contains answers 
all our answers. If we have a question about something, um, God's Word provides answers for our lives. Okay, so going back to Isaiah 58, 6. I looked up a few words that make up this scripture in its original Hebrew. Again, the scripture says, Is not this the kind of fasting I have chosen to loose? Let's stop there. One of the words for loose in the original Hebrew means plow. Which, get this, that means to prepare the soil for planting of seeds. Imagine my surprise when I did this word study. Okay, so going back to the timeline of a seed, we know the seed is the word of God. Jesus said so in Luke 8.11, and we know that the seed is sown into our hearts. Verse 12, So if the farmer wants the seed to produce, in the natural, a farmer has to plow his land. He has to prepare the soil in order to sow the seed that he wants to to see come up, right? And so that is one thing that fasting accomplishes for us. It is plowing and tilling the soil of our hearts in preparation for seed. And that seed is the Word of God. So if you've thought about fasting, have considered fasting, or thinking about fasting, or maybe you've never even thought about fasting, I would highly encourage you to look at Isaiah 58, 6. Study the scripture for yourself and see what the Holy Spirit reveals to your own heart about fasting. Okay, so if we are to properly prepare the soil of our hearts to sow seeds, fasting is one of the ways that we do that. And the seed that we are sowing into our heart is the Word of God. The Word of God is full of promises. So what we have to do before planting seeds is to choose the seed that we, that we will be planting in the soil. The way we do that is we look to God's word and find his promises, his promises for our lives, and then begin sowing that seed into our hearts. And one of the ways we sow the seed of God's word is by speaking it forth out of our mouths. Mark 4.14 says, The sower sows a word. The Word of God is full of seed. We've got a book full of seed. Whatever you want to see come up in your life, all we have to do is take it out of the package. Take it out of God's Word, just like a farmer would do. We take it out of God's Word, and then we've got to sow it into ground it will produce in. Mark 4.16 goes on to explain the four kinds of soils that seed can fall on. They are by the wayside, stony, thorny, but then there's the good ground. And 
The Bible says the good ground produces 30, 60, or 100 fold. Again, I encourage you to meditate on the scripture and on Isaiah 58, 6, friend, because these two scriptures can help till the soil of our hearts so that the soil of our heart is the good ground that will produce that 30, 60, and 100 folds of the seed that we sow into it. And the seed is God's word. And God's word are his promises for our lives. Okay, now the irrigation part. And the natural water is needed. So we need water. In John 7.38, Jesus said that out of our belly will flow rivers of living water. And by this, it says that he was speaking of the Holy Spirit. So as you are praying in the Holy Spirit, he's watering the seed you have sown. As you pray in the Spirit, the Holy Spirit knows how much water is needed. He will never underwater or overwater a seed. The Holy Spirit knows exactly how much water it needs. <laughs> and He's not like us. He's not like me. Last month, I planted some plants. And I think I may have killed one of them. Um, perhaps it had to do with the overwatering. But my point is that the Holy Spirit knows exactly how much water a seed needs. Okay, we also need to protect the seed we sow. We need what in the natural is needed, crop protection. I found a couple of scriptures that speak about crop protection. The first one is Proverbs 4.23. It says, guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. How does one guard their heart? For me, one of the things I know I need to do to guard my heart is to watch what goes into my eyes, my ears, and what I speak out of my mouth. For me, it can be especially challenging with social media. At times, I have found myself comparing my life to what's not happening based on the highs of what other people post. So that's one of the things that I need to do in order to guard my heart. And that is to limit my consumption of the social media I put in my eyes and in my ears that ultimately goes into my heart. And it's different for everybody. There's another scripture in Malachi 3.10. The scripture is interesting because it talks about the tithe being a crop protection. Verse 11 says, 
And this is God speaking. I will rebuke the devourer for you so that it will not destroy the fruits of your soil and your vine in the field shall not fail to bear fruit, says the Lord of hosts. Okay. And ultimately, if we do our part, God is the one that will bring the increase. 1 Corinthians 3, 6 says, I planted the seed, Apollos watered it, but God made it grow. It's God's responsibility to bring the increase. We speak the seed out of our mouth. The Holy Spirit waters it, and then it is God the one that brings up the seed. And scripture is clear. In Ecclesiastes 3.1, it says that there is a time and a season for everything. Alrighty, I'm telling you all this because in the past, there have been times when I felt like it was my season for, for something. But I was disappointed when it didn't happen. And here's the deal. I didn't have this revelation then. You see, when I felt like it was my season in the past, I just kind of wished that it would happen. I didn't do anything further with it. And then I was greatly disappointed when nothing happened. And sometimes I blamed God for it. I feel like he had placed it on my heart. And then didn't bring it to pass. Has anyone else felt like that besides me? Well, friend, let me tell you, that's not the case. Because Isaiah 54 says, The Lord God has given me the tongue of the learned that I should know how to speak a word in season. Friend, today I believe that those times that I have felt like it was my season, it was the Holy Spirit prompting me to sow the seed. But I didn't do anything then. I imagine it to be like a farmer who desires to grow some watermelon. It's not always planting time for watermelon, but if he misses the season or if he plants it in the winter, for sure he won't get the harvest. When the Holy Spirit is prompting you that it is your season, go to God's word. Find the seed and then follow the mentioned steps above to sow it into your heart. And then watch it produce in your life. After I finished my study time of the seed timeline last week, I thought, okay, I want to plant some seeds. There's about four areas in my life that I would like to see some major changes. As I was considering this, I had a thought. When my dad grows his garden every year, he doesn't just pick up one seed at a time and plant it in his garden. 
No, he has packets full of seed. And usually, it's a handful that he will throw. It's not just one seed here and then another seed there. No. Because if he sows sparingly, he's going to reap sparingly. But if he sows bountifully, he's going to reap bountifully. That's scriptural. So my thought was, how can I do that with God's word? I don't want to sow sparingly. I want to sow bountifully. And the thing that the Holy Spirit brought to my mind is that the Word of God is seed. And for any circumstance in anybody's life, there could be multiple scriptures that can be applied for a specific circumstance. Not only that, there are multiple translations. And one scripture can have upwards of 15 translations. That's how we sow bountiful seed. Today, what I want to encourage you to do, what I am doing in this season, is I went to the Word of God and I got the seed that I want to see in my life. The seed that I want to see produced in my life. And I did those steps that I have outlined for you. I took those four areas that I am believing for some major breakthrough and I went to the scriptures to find my seed. First, I had to find the seed and then I got to choose the seed I wanted to sow. I then prepared the soil of my heart. Then I took the seed. I typed my seed out. By the time I was finished, there were two pages full of seed, front and back, in small font. And then I voiced my seed out of my mouth. And now I have my seed before my eyes because I've done my part. And as I continue praying in the Holy Spirit, He's the one that's watering it. Earlier, I mentioned that last month I planted some plants. Well, I have this balcony where I've placed these beautiful plants. And I look at them every day because they are so beautiful. And I prune them and I water them. And now, each morning, when I open up the blinds to look at these beautiful plants... I also look at the seeds of God's Word that I've planted. I printed out those two pages and I placed them directly in front of those beautiful plants in my line of vision. So as I'm looking at those plants and I'm looking at the seed that I've sown, I'm trusting and believing that as the Holy Spirit continues watering them, that God will bring the increase. Hey friend, thank you so much for listening. If you have anything, get anything, or do anything with this teaching, please reach out to me and let me know so that I can be in agreement with you. 
And don't forget, for a limited time, I have a triple bundle deal on the One Proposal book. You get the ebook, study guide, and the audiobook for the price of a soft cover. Go to www.v1proposal.com to take advantage of this deal.